Here we are, episode 81. Welcome to another episode of Pop Apologist. Chandler, my sister, my co-host, my one true love. Thrilled to be here with you today, Chandler. Likewise, likewise. So much has happened. So much to get into, really. The last seven days have been action-packed. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, um, and this is probably the biggest news of all, Kagan turned 30. He so, did. Wow. How does it feel? You know, I really prefer dating someone in his 20s. So I know. I'm trying to acclimate. I'm trying to adjust. Right. Uh, I mean, my puma status is just not as solid anymore. Right. I mean, I just think that men are hotter in their 20s. And once, yeah, I agree. It's just, it's sad. Yeah. Well, Ben turned 30, you know, this past <sighs> summer. And I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I'm on the other side of it, but it's not great. Yeah, it's just a different vibe, you know. It's less predatory on our end, which right, is unfortunate. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, I'm <laughs> grappling with that. Um. Right. I mean, it's just like 30s, not 18. You know. Wow, no. I'm gonna get canceled. Exactly. Okay. It's like I miss the countdown to um, no longer a minor. Right. That's really. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to go to jail. And scene. You know what's funny? <laughs> yes. You don't want to go to jail, but I want you to know that today on all of my calls, I look like a um, extra. I look like an extra. Okay. Rude that you already assumed that I look bad. Um, but today I would describe my look as extra on Bla- Orange is the New Black mm, because perfect. my hair is, you know, 20, 20 to 30% greasy. Mm-hmm. And my I've been wearing like an oversized white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I like this look, especially when, you know, it's like tucked into a pair of jeans, like Courtney kind of does it often, copied her per usual. But when you're wearing an oversized white t-shirt at your desk job, like there's just right. like a different, it just, there's not a level of chicness to it. It just really looks like you're a, someone who's in prison, who's wearing like a jumpsuit with a white t-shirt. Well, what I like about it is it reflects a sense of corporate realism for <laughs> your overlords, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like... She, she is in prison, you know, a prison called the workplace. <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. The, uh, yeah, the eight hour workday or was it nine? I don't know. It's never ending. Any hours in the workday or hours behind bars in my opinion. Right. Um, right. yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing. They don't deserve you in a cute outfit and a cute pair of earrings, polished, ready to go, taking notes, bright-eyed, you know, eyes wide, yeah. doe-wide, ready to create value for shareholders, they deserve to see the reality. Right. What you really look like. What you right. really feel I mean, my rationale for posting any thirst trap is really at this point just to prove to my coworkers who've never met me in person that I am a hot person because right. I'm not giving that to them Monday through Friday. Like I – I'm in a – it's bad. My like my work looks are getting progressive progressively worse to the point where I'm getting really nice, sensitive comments when I do look good. Like your hair right. looks so nice today. Wow, what a cute top. Like you can tell that these people are worried and they're concerned. Yeah, they're they're not thinking they need to send you like a number for a hotline to call. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, mate. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's the follow up. Oh. How are you today? How are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways. Anyways. Um, yes, Kagan turned 30. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. We also need to get into Gigi and Zane, the dissolution. I mean, Yolanda and Zane. Those are the two parties here. I mean, 
Gigi, I don't know where she stands on all this, but I don't think she's standing strong enough by Yolanda's side. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's well, my I'm hot take. That's to, a sneak peek of that. I'm excited to get into that with you. Um, and then, you know, to continue belaboring the point that working is one of the worst things to ever happen to women um, and humanity in general, we're going to we're gonna shit talk some LinkedIn posts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the agenda. So I hope you That's all on the docket. buckle in. Yeah. Please. Okay. But before we do that, I want to say, I want to say to people, um, we released on Monday, yesterday, a recording on a Tuesday. We released a one hour and 15 minute Patreon bonus episode where we chat with David Yontef of Behind the Velvet Rope podcast who is an insider, knows all the housewives. It was a really fun conversation. We get into all things Vanderpump Rules this season. Chandler and I watched the entire season so far, all like six episodes that are out. Give all our thoughts on the storylines, the characters. We chat Lala and Randall, mm-hmm. additional there. We get very into the Dorit Kemsley robbery. So if, you know, you know the drill. Links in the show notes. If you sign up, you support the pod, you keep us alive. You make our haters. You give. You squash um, our haters with every dollar that you put in our coffer. How's that? Oh my god, that poetry, poetry. <laughs> I want that read aloud at my funeral. <laughs> Coffers, haters, squash. If I do perish, I want everyone to become mm-hmm. a Patreoni for life. You know what I mean? And I, and I'm so not I sure where the money will go. Break. I mean, the money goes to me. Not to oh. your offspring. It goes to me. That's amazing. That's, That's so nice of you to think of me in this way. I mean, just like it's like life insurance, but for our sister friendship. You know, I do have to say, sweet. I, I did make you the beneficiary of my 401k, lest I perish, which I thought was very nice. I called you for your social. I was like, I have to choose someone. If yeah. there's anyone in this world, it's this you. This was a scam. You, you, called me, you called me for my social for other reasons. No, no, it was not a scam. I'm, I'm not Jen Shaw. But the f- irony of that is when I was setting up my 401k, um, once I realized how much money it was taking out of my paycheck each week or each month, yeah. I, uh, I promptly called up the HR guy to cancel that 401k. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sorry I've, about it. I've also made serious adjustments to my 401k uh, at, pre- at current and previous jobs. I've been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let's not be too aggressive about how much money we're saving here. Okay, right. let's not be crazy. Let's that's yeah. crazy that we've um, Yeah. Yeah. It it reminds me of the time that I took my contribution to Greenpeace down. Do you know the story? Mm. No, I don't. Um, I don't. I, I don't know if I've I never know you pod. donated I'll, to anything in your life. But. I'll make it snappy. Basically, uh during high school I became a radicalized liberal and you know, saw the fate of our planet slipping through our fingers. Oof. So I was outside, I was walking out, out of the grocery store and I saw and someone approached me from Greenpeace. They asked me to sign up. I immediately, you know, <laughs> just like, you know, I was like, I could not sign up fast enough. I could not give them my credit card information fast enough. Right. Well, at that time, and honestly, you know, I, I haven't come that far from it since. I only have at any at, at that time, I only had at any given moment, you know, about $50 or less in my checking account. Mm-hmm. And I think the initial sign up was like $25 or that was how much like you had the standard contribution a month. So then I, um, you know, after about a month or two of paying these dues and realizing that I was in over my head, I called Greenpeace and asked them, hey, what's the lowest amount I can give to still be a member of Greenpeace technically? (laughs) To still have this badge of honor. Right, right. And it was five cents. And I said, that sounds absolutely great. Thank you so much. (laughs) Have a nice day. (laughs) 
it's just great to know the things you'll do for the planet, the things that Greta oh, Thunberg yeah. can count on you for. I mean, she could never, she could never match my my no. enthusiasm my junior year of high school. Oh, right. Yeah, your level of dedication. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, Lauren, tell me about Kagan's birthday. So it was a fun, really fun birthday. We went out with like a bunch of people for dinner um, and drinks. Like we went to this beautiful roof rooftop. It was amazing. It was a beautiful experience. He had 23 people at his birthday dinner. That's insane. That's crazy. Which is the most insane part about it is we moved here in January. The fact that he has 23 new friends is insanity to me. It's kind of sick, um, frankly. <laughs> yes, frankly, there must be something else going on. Right. Um, anyway, but no, the funny part was is so a week before his birthday, I had I had long planned for this year to get him um, a gift card to the to Porsche to do the Porsche driving experience. A course in Puerto Rico? No, it's in LA. So it would just be for the next oh, time. Right. And we're gonna be in LA okay. for like very soon. Okay. So um so anyway, so I was gonna get I was gonna get him that. And and I also got him a book of the Porsche 911. He's very he he's very into Porsches right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um anyway, randomly he was like rifling through my stuff looking for something. Okay. Unacceptable. Also shady as hell. Just kidding. I love he was like looking for something random and I think it was like a ball. He was looking for a hat, his hat. And anyway, um, he was like, what's in this box? He never goes in my stuff and he would never generally, I don't know. It just was so fluky that he literally yeah, just yeah. opens, opens the box and sees the Porsche book. <gasps> and so of course I'm like, I'm like devastated because I'm just like, of course right. he knows what I'm not just getting him a book. He knows that I'm going to give him, you know, like this thing. Um, right. It felt very obvious to me. And I was just like, honestly, really, really bummed. And yeah. because I do like, I do like a momentous moment you, when you give someone a present. To me, that wouldn't have bothered, back to me quickly, that wouldn't have bothered me because I don't, I'm not a great gift giver, but you are an excellent gift giver and you definitely spend a lot of time and, you know, money often. Not Thank you. In recent times. But, um, you know, with other people in your life, you spend a lot of money on them for their birthdays. And I think that it would be a big letdown if someone, like, you know, spoiled the surprise. Yeah, especially, like, because Kagan can really – he, you know, he, he's a guy that can get what he wants. So right, right. there's not a lot of stuff where he's going to be super excited or, like, like it's just hard to get someone something when they – you know, they, they basically already get themselves whatever they want. What do you get the man who has everything? The girl, the job, the apartment? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other things Kagan has. No, no the windsurfing no, the board. Thing, the thing that he would actually want would be like, like forty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like the I can't afford to get him the stuff that, that he would really, really love. He wants forty thousand dollars cash for his birthday. No, Try I mean, like, again. No, it's not. It's, it's just like like the the things that he would actually think be super stoked by are like very expensive things I yeah, can't afford. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, totally. So anyway, he discovers this. I start crying and essentially make this all about myself. Absolutely. That's the only way out of the situation. And how deeply disappointed I am that now this spoil, this surprise is ruined. I mean, he has no respect, no boundaries. It's just like you could could bring in a whole host of things here. Right. Exactly. I I don't get angry at him. I'm just deeply, deeply sad. And um, 
and I make it a moment where he now has to comfort me. Um, so I'm a special kind of nightmare. <laughs> it's amazing the superpowers you and I uh, both have and share. I also t- let him know that I have not yet purchased the driving experience. And so um, he no longer is getting this present because the sp- surprise is ruined. Right. He now has a punishment. Um, I can't – like the, I the have to get something been slashed. And now I'm like – Yes. I mean, I, that that's the main thing. It's like main thing is finding something else that would be cool. So anyway, long story short, I decide, you know what? I'm just going to prank him. I'm going to prank him. So I went on like Priceline.com or Booking.com and I booked us two nights at the Laguna Surf and Sand this December when we're going to be in California. I got him two nights there. And I was like, this will be so funny because I'm going to have to – I'm going to watch him pretend to be excited to go stay at like a, a, a decent literally hotel do, in Laguna. Yeah, like a, a vacation in your hometown. This is not an exciting gift. Also, you know, weekends away, it's really a present for me. If I get us a couple nights right. at a hotel, that's a gift to myself so that I can go on another yeah, vacation. Yeah, Which is a so great I'm like, this gift. Is be- and you should be so lucky to be dating someone, you know, who understands how to make herself happy and her man happy. It's true. And so anyway, I printed out the reservation. I promptly canceled it because this was not a real gift. And then I um, put it in a card. And and so anyway, so on his birthday, he like opened up his card and, and it was like, baby, I'm so excited. I can't wait to like, you know, have this moment together. <laughs> um, and he was like, wow, this is so nice. Thank you so much. And so he was very sweet about it and it was very cute. And then, um, and then he opened, you know, like another, like his little gift bag. And I was like, oh, it's just a little something. And then I got him the Porsche thing. Oh, cute. Okay. And I was like, just kidding. And it was cute and kind of, I mean, kind of funny. It's not that great of a story. Sorry. Kind of anticlimactic. Oh, you know, I wouldn't know what that's like, but, um, anyways, (laughs) just kidding. Um, I think that's funny. I like a prank rolled up in a in a B-Day gift. It's very cute. Um, I had to have an element of surprise, even yeah. if it was – and he was surprised. He was he was actually genuinely surprised. He yeah. was like, wait, that yeah. was fake? So it was kind of a cute moment. That is cute. That is very cute. So anyway, um, sorry, for, sorry if that story was a little boring and not that exciting. But well, let's move on. That's okay because I actually do have a funny story that I haven't told you about. Oh, great. Um, so <laughs> – I get emails from recruiters. It's pretty normal just to like, you know, be in a creative industry and to get emails from different recruiters from, you know, different companies, you know, asking you. I mean, recruiters literally send out hundreds of emails every single day. So it's not like I'm anything special. But recently I got a series of pretty aggressive emails from a recruiter. Okay. Okay. And I'm I'm like wondering if I should share what company it's for. It's not for an advertising agency. It's literally for a brand. Um. But I finally had had enough and I emailed them back. Okay. And <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I'm just going to read you a few snippets. Okay. Um, so I get an email from this person. I, and I, I thought it was a man because of honestly how aggressive it was. But then I realized it was from a woman named Diane, which maybe makes the story even better. Okay. <clears throat> okay. The first email. Hi, Chandler. Hope it's okay to reach out to you here, but I came across your info while running a search and wanted to invite you to a hiring event we're holding here in blah, blah, blah. It's very standard, okay? I didn't respond to this. This was on October 25th, okay? Okay. October 27th, two days later, I get, hi again, Chandler. (laughs) Guessing you're swamped since I haven't heard back from you, so just let me know if you're not interested, but I thought I'd give it another shot. 
So the, okay. and then like the body of the email continues with more, you know, things about this hiring event. I'm like, okay, this person's aggressive. This person is like, you know, definitely, you know, wanting to follow up, but I'm still not responding. Okay. Okay. Then two days later, is this still Chandler Bledsoe? I was He's thinking, still- I'm not kidding. Is this still Chandler Bledsoe? I was thinking I might have had, I might have the wrong Chandler since I haven't heard back yet. In any case, just let me know if I'm barking up the wrong tree here, but I'm hoping we can open a conversation about that blank hiring event I've been trying to reach you about. Okay. (laughs) Can you? Okay. So then, and then the subject line was, that's still you, Chandler? Oh, So that was two days later. And then finally, she emails me on Halloween. Okay. Like on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Okay. It's just like. It's Wait, that, the last email was on a Sunday that you just read. No, no, this is one that's coming. This is so now oh, we're at we have, email number four, the chat which hit me on a Sunday, which to me is like uh immediate no no. I'm immediately now in a bad mood if you think it's acceptable to like reach out to somebody on a week weekend. Like right, right. I don't want to work for a company where their recruiter feels comfortable doing that. Right. Um hi Chandler. Oh, one last thing is a subject matter. One last thing, dot dot dot. Hi Chandler. Thought I'd try you one last time, but since I haven't heard back from you, I'm guessing you're just too busy or not interested right now. With that in mind, I'll reach out to you again about this blank hiring <laughs> event. <laughs> Anyways, so then I just I just fired off a little response. That's all. And I don't know that my response is like I tried to be kind of nice instead of rude, but I had a, definitely had a rude one crafted and then Ben talked me down. But can you believe that? Can you just like uh, – I am here to tell you something and I am about to um, – I'm about to blow your mind a little bit potentially. What? This what? lady did not email you individually. You are on a big spreadsheet. Oh, absolutely. these are auto sequences. So right. she has no idea that she – well, she knows she's emailed you five times, but she's also emailed a thousand other people five times. Exactly. Exactly. So she's not really interested if, to know, does this email what? still belong to Chandler Bledsoe? Was this Is hard? this still you? No, I know it's like copy-paste, but I'm just like, are you four emails and no response? Like, is this a drip marketing campaign, like, to hire it me? Is. That's exactly it's what that so, is. It's, it's not, so annoying. It's not even copy-paste. It's like literally – because my business, we u- utilize cold email so much. It is, it is a spreadsheet. It is all automated. All a bunch of people and emailed the exact same thing five times. And what's so interesting about it is, even though you kind of subliminally know it's happening, when you get those emails, you really do think there's one person who's emailing you a bunch. Like it, it well, feels that way. I just like I knew that it was like a mass thing because, spoiler alert, this is for Carvana. Okay, I didn't think that like I was the one writer <laughs> who had been selected to work at Carvana, um, but. Okay. I, it was truly just the cadence and the fact that they were okay with one going out over the weekend. Right, right. You know? Well, I'm well, I uh I I, I hope your your strategies work well, Lauren, because, you know, they're they're not working for me. Well, uh, cold email is is really tough, and I can tell you people get very angry. Uh we do get, yes. you know, it's just like stop like all caps like never email me again. I'm yeah, anyway. It's it can get aggressive. We only send one though. So, and that's actually not best practice, but we only send one. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, um, that's hilarious though. That's absolutely hilarious. I think it's like, I don't mind one cold email from someone. It's like the fifth one in the row, in a row that's just like, please stop, please. Right. 
No, it's just like it's like if I'm getting I just I guess it to me it's not even about like use this 20% off discount. It's like will you get hired by me right now? Like it just had this, right. this crazy urgency that felt like so strange. Right. So I just also like- the the passive aggression was just like kind of amazing. Guess you're too swamped. Like who's just who uses that word? I, you know, it's, but it, this is subjective. Like you're reading that into it. You, they could have been writing it. And I'm like, I guess you're Don't like, you're too busy. me right now. You're I'm not just gas- saying, <laughs> I'm not sure that that's, was the intended tone. And I'm sure there's some sort of like consumer data that they have, that they probably paid a lot of money for that said that if you send an email asking if this is still the same person, that you'll get a response. I mean, also, I will tell you that when you reply it increases their email deliverability. Okay. So it I'm te- literally going to block this person right now. What it does is it tells the email servers that I respond. this that you Frick. responded and this is now a conversation. It, if you report it as spam, then that actually really hurts them. But if you reply ever, you have just helped that person. Okay, I'm literally so. reporting them as spam. But like, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I don't. I don't really approve of, of reporting stuff as spam. Really? Um, does it really hurt people? I mean, I report emails as spam it does all hurt. the time. It does hurt. Then you know what you're listed as. What? Um, that's so funny. You would be listed as don't do not mail, as a, like an honorary email person, uh, if you report a lot of spam because Fine. we filter all of our Fine. email lists through like a a, a service, and yeah. there are people that literally are flagged as like frequent spam reporters so well good i'm glad i'm oh my gosh i didn't even tell you Karen about this email what i've got another great i've got maybe i did already tell you i don't know i call mom the other day from my phone yeah. number and i just okay. get ring 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 picks up line clicks can you take me off your calling list <laughs> wait that's what that's what mom said to you Yes, because I called the house number. You know, can you take me off your calling list? Stop, stop. Cold as fudging ice. <sighs> the most shrill voice you've ever heard. You know, can you take me off your calling list? She actually, I think, told me explicitly that I couldn't share this on the podcast, but I just couldn't help myself. Wait, why wait, Why could you not tell? That's hilarious. I think she, that was, is actually she, was, hilarious. she felt so bad and was so embarrassed. But like... It was just I was like, Mom, she didn't recognize your like your Palo Alto. Six five oh probably. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. That's actually amazing. Oh my gosh, because mom is like so aggro when she gets uh, aggro. And so I can just imagine the severity in her tone. It was so real. It was so real. It was like it was it was chilling, (gasps) honestly. Oh, okay. Well, I'll actually I'm gonna tell you another story. We might never get to the content today, you guys. We might never we'll see what happens. Anyway. Um, okay, so I got a call from uh, someone and they left – oh, actually, you know, I'm just going to play it for you. Let's just play okay. it on the airwaves. Okay. You tell me what your reaction would have been to getting this voicemail, okay? My name is Amy and I have made several attempts to reach you in regards to a complaint that has been filed listing you as the respondent. At this point, you have failed to comply with all correspondence. I do need to speak – with either yourself or a retained counsel within 48 hours, 
of this message, at which point, without any contact, I will be forced to file this as a refusal to cooperate and outsource your processing. I can be reached directly at 716-272-3396. Okay, I'm not sure what your response is to that mm-hmm. voicemail, mm-hmm. but I was terrified. I was utterly um, terrified. Yeah, I think like you are a business owner. I'm just like a cog. So I would have been less, I think, terrified. But as a business owner, absolutely terrified. Like I was just like, is someone suing me? Right, um, right. Like, you know, what do I not know about? Because obviously I'm in Puerto Rico. So I could just kind of assume like anything truly terrible that would happen to me, like being sued or something like that, it would t- maybe it'd be hard for them to get to me. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's doom brain. It's doom brain. Right, so right. Like, I mean, I know I'm – I always, yeah, I feel it. Yeah. I was like, of course, the moments come, the hammer is dropping in my life. And so I called this person back and I was like, uh, hi, this is Lauren for Amy. Uh, she like takes a minute and then she's like, who? And I'm like, and I gave her my phone number. Yeah. And she like clearly, clearly had now I realize has a list of people she's calling. Oh my gosh. And then she goes, are you? What? <laughs> I'll bleep that out. I'll bleep out the name. Yeah. Let's just say there's someone in our life uh, who has debt collectors after this person. Yeah. And we get all sorts of – we all get aggressive phone calls. And somehow, somehow they get our number and they call us. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they're able to get our number. They called you before, right? No, that makes me really sad though. No, no, not that person. But you've been called before to get to this person. No. You've never been called. So. Well, I also have been oh. using my like work phone number permanently, but like oh right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was very scary. So I and then I just like cussed her out, and I was like, "You cannot like." And she didn't care at all. She basically what did you say? Me, what did you say? Oh my gosh, I was I'm just so like, here you, for- I was yeah. like, you cannot, you cannot tell someone that they're the respondent, which says that they are responding right. to a legal matter. Right. Okay. Right. Like you cannot tell someone that they are the respondent and that you need to speak to their attorney. Right. It's just it's so scary to get that I message. Know, and I they know, the know. same they called mom too. And oh, mom really? said she was really, really freaked out until she remembered the, my story. But she said it took yeah. her a minute. But at first yeah. her like blood ran cold because she was yeah. like, afraid too. Right, the dad or somebody. Yeah. yeah. So Ugh. anyway. Oh my gosh. Oh, remember when we spammed people with uh, DMs? Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad, bad chapter. That we was were a, trying that new was growth sta- strategies, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Never again. Never again. We're just going to stay small. Right. Right. We're just going to stay small, keep growing slowly but surely. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's get into the Yolanda and Zayn drama, shall yeah. we? Let's get into the Yolanda and Zane drama, shall yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to walk us through this tale. Please do. First of all, um, I want to know about your feelings about this whole – about Yolanda and Zane and Gigi pre this incident. I mean, going into this incident, you know, if someone had stopped me on the street corner and said, tell me everything you know about Zane Malik, I would have said, I know he has a heroin problem. I oh, know okay. – I know that, like, he is shorter than Gigi Hadid, which, like, you know, <laughs> not not something that really matters, but just when it, you know, when the facts come to mind, they, you know, 
they're not always the kindest. Um, <laughs> and I, I know this is real. It's, sorry, that's reveals a dark part about me. I don't actually care that much, but um, I just think that's interesting. You know, it's just a little interesting. Anyways, um, I know that he was like a big reason why One Direction split up. I to me, he seems like a volatile character in the stage okay. of life. Okay. And so, um, Yolanda is obviously a beloved housewife from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She um has She's a book us called two Supermodels. Right. She has a book called Believe Me, which is about her Lyme disease. Um mm-hmm. one time I tried to ask my mom if she could be more like Yolanda because Yolanda was really chill and that did not end well. Um mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I got for you. Okay. Um, so that's interesting that you knew that he was volatile. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he so also – sorry, one last thing. Like a couple months ago, he was like involved in some bar fight where he was like yelling homophobic slurs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Zayn is just not at all interesting to me. Agreed. Um, and I've always thought that she was slumming it in that relationship. I've always thought that she could do so much better than oh, Zayn Malik. I – yes, 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 yes. Like, I get that he's really attractive. He has a beautiful face. But this is – he definitely always seems to me like, oh, that's the guy you date at 22. That's the guy mm-hmm. – like, the hot face you cannot right. get past at 22. Um, and I was always a little like, Ugh, you know, I wish I wish she had not had her first child with him. Although I do love young mothers, as we all know. Um you know, let's we, – we can walk down our, my mem- memory lane of me strolling Target another time. Um, and I – so I do love that she is a young mother, maybe creating that trend, giving right. faith to humanity. Right. I mean, it's kind of dark, but I do think that, like – I don't think that this was, like, an expected pregnancy, I'll be honest. Mm. And I do – you know, people have abortions all the time. And I thought – I did think it was very interesting that she was, like – that she wanted to, like, have the baby and, like, you know – I don't know. It's just because he's been well, like they've been off and on for a very, very long time. That's true. But honestly, and I think that this is really the key. This is like maybe kind of dark, but a lot of times people have abortions because they can't afford a kid. Right. And right. I think almost like the new flex is like literally, oh, yeah, I'll have a kid right now. No problem. Not yeah, like that's I mean, a I know it's more compli- I know it's more complicated than that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's absolutely true that people can't afford to have a kid. And that's a lot of times the reason I just they get abortions. Like, it's kind of a celebrity flex. Like these really young celebrities like a Kylie Jenner, like having kids now at right. a very young age well, and can honestly, be a little bit of like a, a flex. And truly having a kid as a celebrity when you can hire help and, you know, basically completely like outsource any part of the job that's exactly. really hard for you, like exactly. is a completely different scenario than like a normal person having a kid on an accident with someone who's not like a great boyfriend. A million percent. A million percent. Um, I think it's only unwise that she's now chained herself financially to Zane for the rest of the yeah. child until the yeah. child's 18. Yeah. Um, this is another thing. For celebrities, getting pregnant is literally hitting pay dirt. Like people might think, like, oh, like she's a model. She right. you know, having a baby, you know, that could hurt her career. Yeah. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. Suddenly, like mommy is money, people. Like mm-hmm. if you yeah, have a mo- so if you have kids. And now you can suddenly cash endorse cow. diapers. Cash cow. There is so much money cash to be had. As I should say, calf. Cash calf. Oh, Sorry, wow. Had to finish. Chandler. Had to, had to really. I'm a writer. I'm a writer. She's on top of her game today. Um, yes. 
that they're they're little cash cabs for these star for these starlets. Um, and so it like Kylie baby, Lala has a baby line. They all have baby products and they endorse baby companies and it opens up an entirely new market. So anyway, it's like almost the op it's the opposite for a celebrity. It's hitting pay dirt. It's not this thing that's gonna be so expensive. It's the opposite. So Anyway, I can understand why she had the baby. I love that she did. I didn't know anything about Zane's issues. So, okay, let's cut to what actually happened. Um, TMZ first breaks the story. Yolanda, and this is what they say. Yolanda Hadid claims Zayn Malik struck her last week and she's seriously considering filing a police report. The sources said that they don't have details but about what, what triggered the assault, but Yolanda stands by her account. Okay. So mm-hmm. then Zane issues a statement to TMZ, okay? Right. Which, might I add, was very convoluted and confusing. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, he says, I adamantly deny striking Yolanda Hadid. And for the sake of my daughter, I decline to give any further details. And I hope that Yolanda will cons- reconsider her false allegations and move toward healing these family issues in private. You know, keep it on the Pennsylvania farm, Yolanda. Right, right, right. What happens in that bucolic paradise, mm-hmm. seemingly, seeming paradise, right, right. stays stays on the pastoral mm-hmm. landscape. Anyway, um, well, Yolanda files a police report, okay? Um, Which is pretty people- intense. Yes, very intense. So in the police report, it is revealed that Zane called Yolanda a effing, but the real word effing dutch slut uh-huh. and ordered her to stay away from my effing daughter okay uh-huh. and then he also said and no one knows why he said this but he said the the phrase the effing sperm that came out came out of my effing c-o-c-k gosh we are really classing it up oh, around it's here. like it's <laughs> <laughs> no cussing today mom and dad no cussing I mean, that out the fact that we just have that very graphic tidbit and no context is truly beyond me. I don't really understand. I almost wish they would have spared us that tidbit without some context because, like, that's like when my eyes start to spin. He then allegedly shoved Yolanda into Mm -hmm. a dresser, causing mental anguish and physical pain. That's what the police report says. Yeah. Apparently, Gigi's on the phone during. At some point, Gigi is called, mm-hmm. and it sounds like Zane called Gigi, mm-hmm. and Zane said, "Strap on some effing balls and defend your partner against your effing mother in my house." Yes, because um, they were at Zane and Gigi's house in Pennsylvania. Correct, and Gigi was in Paris at the time. Yeah, yeah. So this all went down around September twenty eighth. Um, additionally, there's a sec- there was a security guard on hand. And according to the documents, Zane screamed at him, get the F out of my effing house, copper. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, isn't Zane like English or something? Yeah, he is. Okay. They always say, they, I think they do say coppers to refer yeah. to cops yeah. in England. Okay, that's coming. Very astute of Lauren. Wow. Well, well it's not, it's not know, like I a- think, I think people in the UK actually say the word copper. It's just cute. I don't know. you've uncovered something new. I don't know. I didn't know if like maybe that was like the guy's name and it's like a like a like yeah. it was like a metal, you know what I mean? Like copper. Um I, I was un- it was unclear to me. Anyway. Oh, you felt like the material? 
Yeah, that's what oh, first that's came hilarious. to mind. Okay. Sweet, this is all very line. confusing. Right. So I just want to just take a second. Yeah. To say shoving someone in a dresser? Well, first of all, how strange is the word strike? Right, like the, right. The, the pronounced and repeated word strike in all of this, I deny mm-hmm. striking Yolanda. Right. He struck De- Yolanda. Very – I've never I, – I don't remember the last time I've heard the word struck used to describe domestic violence. That's what Do I, you? No, and that's why I like – I don't know what constitutes a hit. Is it a punch? What constitutes yeah. like a punch or a hit or a strike? Is it or a, a slap? strike? You know? Yeah. I'm not sure. I, and it's, I mean, it's, ugh, it's awful. I think – so – and I mean – I'm not a domestic violence forensic investigator, so forgive me. But I think hit is meant to intend like this person was trying to cause physical pain, whereas maybe struck – I don't know. Actually, struck sounds just as bad. Shoving into a dresser, maybe it sounds like he just pushed her into a dresser as he like, you know, took the baby angrily. I don't know. Right, Like to get her out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um. Very jarring. Very, very jarring. Chandler, what do you think Yolanda did to piss him off? That's really the question here. I think Zane is, like, using drugs. I think so Zane it was is, not... I think... I'm sure it was over the baby or over something with the baby. And Yolanda is a no BS woman, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see her being able to, you know... If Zane, if she suspects that Zane is using drugs or is apparently, I think also they were broken up. I think Gigi and Zane were broken up at the time. Well, but this is what's weird. In the statement that Zane gave on his Twitter, he were, he says, um, in an effort to protect the space for my child, I agreed to not contest like a peaceful space, like not continue the drama. I agreed to not contest claims arising from an argument I had with a family member of my partners uh-huh. who entered our home. Okay, we know it's Yolanda, so you don't have to. You know, right? Um, less is more in the word count, Zane. Uh, but but additionally, um, partners. He didn't say ex partner. He didn't I say co parents. Yeah, I guess I, to, to me, partner is doesn't is not saying we're we're together. Oh, really? Like, no, I guess partner for in sure this, means together. It, yeah, I get it in other contexts, but in this, to me, I think it could mean like the person I'm raising a child with. Huh. Interesting. Like, I could see some Hollywood BS with that, but um. I mean, okay. they're also just an extremely private couple. Like, seeing them, they, like, you know, I never really totally know if they're together. Right. Well, remember the birthday post that she mm-hmm. did? Remember right. that? Right. It's, that it's, it's, very, it's very cool. Yeah, their relationship is very cool. And she said at the end of her birthday post to him this year, she said, wish you the best every single day. Mm-hmm. Team No Sleep, happiest birthday to you, our Zaddy Baba. Right. So special. Love you long time. Thank you for making me a mama to the best girl ever. Wish you the best every single day. This is literally what happens. Every time there's a, a dissolution between people who have kids together, any sort of public commentary is always around the kids. He's right, a great right. father. He's an amazing father. They're not, they're not together. But then it was yeah, also – they're not together. And then that was confirmed that Gigi and him had broken up like after this. But here's what I think. I do think that yeah. they've had a volatile on again, off again relationship. Yeah. And so that's why it's always unclear because honestly, it's probably unclear to them. They're never right. out of the woods if we yeah. want to, you know, but, quote poet Taylor Swift. Yeah. And Gigi never dates anybody else. 
Right. So it's no, it's yes, exactly. Um, so I think, um, I think what's interesting is, I think what's interesting is in my opinion, and this is just my theory, you guys, but I think that Yolanda saw the writing on the wall. Gigi is a bleeding heart. She's too young. She's not, uh, she's not jaded enough yet to realize you got to kick the defective produce to the curb. Um, she, you know, wants the best for Zane, probably has high hopes that eventually it'll work out. Right. But Yolanda is a smart effing woman. Yolanda yeah. is wise. Yolanda gets it. So Yolanda saw that he was a drug addict, probably could see all these problems. Absolutely. To, on some level, keep that baby not completely in his care at all times. Mm-hmm. And I think that Yolanda, um, I think Yolanda leaked this to the press. Yeah. And I think she filed the police report in order to force Gigi's hand. Like, right. people need to know who this guy is mm-hmm. so you can, will give up on this guy. Right, 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 right. That's I my mean, opinion. It's Why, such what an else? awful account. Like, the idea of A, calling someone, anybody a Dutch slut, like, that just reveals so much about, honestly, the way you're the, you're, the misogynistic brain in his head. Like referring like, to a woman in a derogatory oh, way ugh. as a slut or whore, that literally means you hate women. Literally, literally, yeah. That's all it means. It's like you mm-hmm. see women, you, you have a Madonna whore complex, and yeah. you you hate women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so I it's totally just agree. like yeah, it's sickening, and yeah, yeah, ugh. it's really it's really sad, and I do think that. Like, because Yolanda has no reason to really file a police report. What are, what really, what are like the, the, the police right. doing in that Pennsylvania town? Probably took them 30 minutes to get out to literally. the And then and also, yeah. like, oh, they're, they're writing it. It's literally just to get it out there and force Gigi to deal with the fact that she has, I mean, she, this guy needs to, oh, or I'm sure it was to help with any future custody yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's what so, it is. It's and, both. And he, so are we to believe that in his statement that he it did in fact happen like from like he's admitting to it because he just wants peace again? That's his, his statement said basically like I I pled no contest because I don't want to further this. Um, but I mean I don't think you do that. I think that if you didn't do anything, yes, you plead Look, not guilty to keep cust to keep you know to not you defend it. Yes, you say absolutely not. I would never. Right. Also. Unfortunately for Zane, but the police officer was – or the security guard was there. So there's a witness. Right, right, right. Um, and apparently Zane has is now on a year of probation and he's mm-hmm. been ordered not to contact Yolanda or the security guard. So let's do a little prediction time. Let's peer into the crystal ball, the pop mm-hmm. apologist crystal ball. Yep. Um, Zane will be exiting the farm. He probably already has. Uh, I do not think he will be playing John Deere much longer. no. no. Um, and I think that Gigi will get full custody. That's coming down the pipe. Yeah. We'll probably see that this year for sure. Um, and we'll probably see that very soon. And I think that Yolanda is a very, very smart, cunning woman. And she did. She forced her daughter to come to grips with the reality that she was with. Not a good guy. Do you think he was using drugs or do you think he was just normal, volatile, normal, terrible, volatile? Oh, for sure, drugs. I mean, that's yeah. the reason he got fired from One Direction, right? Right. Yeah. 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 You know. I mean, it's it it's like he. Yeah, it's like the band split up, but it's 
it's very clear that he was like, you know, his drug addiction was a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, anything else Chandler on this? Any other commentary? No, other than, you know, I think Yolanda, a lot of, here's the thing guys, Yolanda, a lot of videos are popping up right now, like surfacing some not so great moments of her on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like where she tells people, you know, Latin people who are working in her house that they need to learn to speak English because they live in America now. And I mean, the- Yolanda did that when she came to America, but sure. Yeah, we can all excoriate Yolanda. Well, that's no. that's what she said. She's like, I learned how to speak English. She, you know, it's just like, it's not a, it's not a great scene through a 2021 lens. I will just say totally, totally. that I think she is like a really good mom and she does have some also some not great moments where she's talking about, you know, eating and probably spreading toxic eating habits. But you know what? Basically, everybody's mom did that. And I don't think that she should be burned at the stake or that this account is somehow like invalidated because she, you know, had some not so great 2012 mom moments. It is what it is. People are going to find offense where they want to find offense because yeah. that's that's a great American pastime of losers these days. I don't think Gigi's crying now, okay? Whatever happened in the past, she clearly has a great relationship with Yolanda. And yes. I don't think oh, she's disappointed she landed that guest campaign. I completely agree. I also think that um, – I think that people – it's just annoying to me that with Yolanda having this account – of Zane striking her and t- saying these terrible things that somehow now all of these other videos of Yolanda where she like, you know, is just like being for, for lack of a better word, a very normal mom in this time period. Um, like I just, it's, it's sad to me that like now it's, we're like, people are wanting to cancel Yolanda or at least like show, Hey, she's not a perfect person. She should never have been struck or called a Dutch slut by her, you know, her daughter's partner. Right. Well, it's just, uh, it's people the world we live in. in their lives that's also you know? that's probably, so like they have to well and i think there's weird one direction you know zane fans oh for sure for sure can mm-hmm. you imagine that's the hill you want to die on defending right. a has-been boy band member i know like, i know no they exist they're real it's disturbing okay yeah well we don't want the zane hive after us so let's move on right um well i don't think we're gonna get to odious linkedin posts today next so we'll week save that yeah you know it's week. it's evergreen content that's true you guys also one thing i want to say um i was gonna put this on the patreon um but i we have never been we've never been able to get to it so this is just a psa everyone needs to go check out the a podcast by shailene johnson and listen to her talking about her plastic surgery nightmare it's totally fascinating it's oh, I, very intriguing i was riveted i told yeah, I could not stop talking about it. It's like she went through something horrible. She also has a great podcast. I'm like very into it all of a sudden. But um, she went through something absolutely shocking. Her plastic surgeon is now suing her. So um, it's like, like for basically exposing horrendous. what was done to her by him. So allegedly. So anyway, you guys all need to go check it out if you want to um, to really have your eyes opened to some serious and stuff that's going on these days. It's based in Orange County, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Chan. All right, right next up. week. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. 
Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey.